Hey everyone, welcome back to the Athlete CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Averill. I'm the co-founder of AWM, where we partner with our clients to unlock the full potential of their wealth for maximum impact. And one of our core beliefs at AWM is that the greatest driver of your net worth is actually your human capital. It's what you are going to make an investment in, in your own personal development that is going to have that impact on your family. And so once again, we return to our conversation with our good friend, our resident performance psychology master, Josiah Igano. Welcome back. What's up, E? Good to be back, man. Man, I, one of these days I'm going to have just <laughs> something that catches you off guard. I always like to make you laugh. But uh, I know the feedback from from the listeners and, and definitely from our team internally of how valuable these conversations are because what we're trying to do is continually develop skills mm -hmm. to help us perform at the highest level. And, and, you know, our last conversation about focal points has just been uh, incredible to go in and implement. What I wanted to talk about today was reframing mm -hmm. and how powerful this skill can be in helping us optimize and really flourish as people. So yeah. maybe just break down a little bit for us. What is reframing? And we'll launch off from there. Yeah. So reframing is a, um, it's, it's a technique or it's a method whereby we can redirect, right? Our emotions, our words um, in a positive manner uh, to help improve our performance. Uh, so many times we are caught up in just negativity. We're surrounded with negativity. You know, um, when you're dealing with athletes, for instance, there's a lot of failure involved. There's a lot of hard times, turmoil. And, you know, it's very easy when you start studying things like, you know, when you start studying things like negativity, bias, and, and whatnot, um, we are wired almost to see the negative in everything. Even though it's positive, we, we see the negative in everything. Um, those of us who have young kids, you know, who are struggling, you know what I'm saying? With, you know, you know, picking up their toys or doing homework or, you know, whether you're dealing with, you know, yourself as, a, as an athlete, as a parent, as a professional, um, we are wired almost to see this negative hue in everything that we put our hands to. And so reframing, um, allows us, uh, to change our words, um, to redirect our actions in any scenario. So two things that I'm reminded of, I'm reading the book uh, called Permission to Feel right now, mm -hmm. and it, it shares that a lot of times that lens through which we're seeing, not only of ourself, is it, it impacts the way we look at our relationships yeah. and everything. So if I've got a negative lens, I'm just going to continue to see the entire world as, mm -hmm. as more negative, which is obviously not ideal. On the flip side, uh, where does this fall in on like the positive psychology conversation? Like one mm -hmm. of the things that I would love clarity on is that feels sometimes people are just like, you know, just have happy thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not what you're telling me necessarily. No. What, what, what's the difference between just being a positive thinker and reframing? That's a great question. So, you know, in terms of, you know, you know positive psychology and, and things like that, when you start, you know, studying the work of people like Martin Seligman and others in that in the space, um, it's very intentional, right? Um, and 
it's it's ironic because yeah, it's intentional. However, we're human beings and bad things happen to us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like bad things happen all the time or unfortunate things or things that we didn't plan for. And it's okay to have negative thoughts. Like I'm not here to tell anybody, don't have negative thoughts. You know, um, we're actually going to talk about a technique here later um, in another podcast about, you know, some controversial things that we see in the literature, um, things like thought stopping um, that, you know, are playing right into this very question of yours. But um, when you look at reframing, reframing is not denying the ne- that the negative exists. It's not. So I'll give you an example. So if I'm a pitcher and I'm struggling with throwing a slider, I just picked up throwing the slider, right? And, you know, my, my coaches, my staff sees that I have high potential to throw a slider and I'm hit and miss, right? Um, and I throw a slider, you know, and it's in the dirt, or I throw, you know, a slider and I'm just airmailing it. You know what I mean? Like a, 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 um, a common thing that happens with many athletes is, man, I can't do this. I can't throw this slider. I can't get it to, you know what I mean? I can't get it to, I can't. So reframing would say, Hey, I'm not denying that, you know, I'm having a problem. So I might ask the player when you're throwing your slider and it's money, what do you do? Oh man, I have great extension. Whatever the case may be, right? Okay, so instead of saying I can throw a slider, you say I can do X when I do Y. So I can throw the slider for a strike when I get full extension or whatever the, you know, the case may be, right? Um, for a hitter, you know, we'll work with a lot of hitters over the years and the same kind of concept. Um, when, you, when you are hitting, what are you doing well? I'm getting the barrel to the ball. Okay. So instead of saying, I can't hit right now, you say to yourself, and I encourage athletes to say it out loud because the auditory system is so powerful. Your voice is the most powerful voice in the world, except God is talking to you in an audible voice like, hey, Eric, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you know, clean it up. Like your voice is the most powerful voice. And wow. so um, it's stimulating the limbic system, you know, with your behavior, your auditory system, and, you know, even... You know your 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 uh, your your reward systems and just different areas in the brain. That's another conversation. But when you say to yourself, "I can get a hit when I get the barrel to the ball," I can do X when I do Y. What you're doing is you're reframing that conversation. You're not saying, "I can't do this. This is too hard." You're acknowledging what you can do when you do something else. So there's actually, we hear process all the time. Oh, process this. It's all about the process, process, <laughs> process. Everybody's slinging around the world, the word process. But the thing about reframing is that it actually builds in a process-driven action into the words that you're saying. So it's powerful because you're, you're combining the mental, the verbal, and the physical all in one. And it's amazing. Yeah. Clearly different than just having happy thoughts. Mm -hmm. And and it was helpful to actually hear you talk about, I can have success, you know, X when I do Y, Mm -hmm. because the other thing that it it becomes very real to me is I'm not lying to myself. Right. 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 And that's a huge thing because all of us know, even if you try to just, you know, have these affirmations, if you don't believe that, like it's you're there's not real conviction behind it. And so you're not lying to yourself of being like, oh, I can jump 10 feet mm-hmm. when, I, when I can't. Mm-hmm. It's 
what have you demonstrated success at and yes. what's one of the variables of why that happened? And let's affirm that yes. so that we build that pathway. And so I think that that's super helpful. And one of the other things that you said that we have to acknowledge is we're humans mm -hmm. and we live in a broken world. Uh, I think 2020 has, yeah. uh, if you didn't believe that, yeah. you uh, you believe that now or you really, really probably need to see a, a therapist. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things that you had talked about on a previous podcast that was helpful was just even de defining the word psychology, mm -hmm. that um, this isn't a good or bad thing. It's just an acknowledgement that we're human beings. Right. And so I'd love for you just to, to redefine that for our audience right. of what psychology is and why we believe so much in building skills mm -hmm. as opposed to just only reacting when bad things happen. Absolutely. When you look at psychology, it's the study of the mind, right? It's the study of human behavior. And for me, I want to take it a step further and say, hey, listen, when you redefine it, I would say that psychology is understanding why certain people do certain things in certain situations, right? Why does the first round draft pick get to the big leagues, get to the NFL, and is a bust? Why does that happen so many times? That happens so many times, right? Yeah. Uh, there's even research now that's, is, it, that correlates the higher draft picks with lower performance. Not in all cases, but in many cases, it's crazy. And why does you know John Doe from Nowhere America right, come and absolutely destroy it and just kill it on a major stage? Like, why does that happen? You know what I'm saying? So psychology allows us to, to see why people do certain things in certain situations. It, at least it tries to uh, attempt, it attempts to, you know, and, um, you know, that's the interesting thing about this domain, this field. Yeah. One of the other things that I'm, I'm processing as you're talking about is also the, the recipe for success is not always looking at what other people's successful outcomes are mm -hmm. and trying to replicate that because that's their own unique story. It's their own unique path. You're your own, uh, complex human yes. that you've got to do the work to understand what is the what is the context and the frame and the lens that I currently have. Mm -hmm. It's one of our first conversations with our clients around money is, hey, before I start to give you uh, the solutions, the roadmap of this is what the ultra wealthy do is let's just have a conversation how you currently think about money mm -hmm. because you have a money map. You have a blueprint mm -hmm. that was adopted primarily just from the way that you were raised in the environment that you lived in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our best work can do is just bringing clarity to that. And so I would love to hear your, your thoughts on that of, of just evaluating what your current frame is that needs to be reframed. And mm -hmm. what are some tactics some some takeaways that our audience can hear that they can, they can start to work on this process? Yeah, I would, I would, you know, what it, it's a great question, and I think one of the very first things that I would do is I would try to, you know, drum up as much self-awareness as I possibly could. So I would sit down and say, hey, as it relates to my vocabulary, because this is all centering around vocabulary, which is a direct reflection of mindset, hmm. and say, as it relates to my vocabulary, my lexicon, my daily talk to myself, what, is it, what does it look like? Am I generally uh, a negative person? Am I a positive person? Am I an optimistic person? W what does that look like? And then I would, you know, take a hard look in terms of, you know, people I, you know, trust and that people that know me and have my best um, interests in mind and ask them the same question. 
And I think that when you do that um, from your, you know, your, your, your small inner circle and you, and you put on your, 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 you put on paper your thoughts in terms of where you are in terms of reframing and, and how it is that you talk to yourself and how you view the world, um, I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised or things will be confirmed that, yeah, this is you. <laughs> Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, like this is you. And I think from there, um, once you assess where you are, you can make the, the changes um, because face it, you know, some people don't want to change. Some people are happy with where they are at <laughs> yeah. and some people want to get better. So everything, boil, and you'll hear, me, you'll hear me say this a lot, everything boils down to self-awareness, man. Once you become self-aware at that point, that is when change can happen because you know the, now that the problem exists. We have a saying around here that says, own your wealth, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're big on ownership, mm -hmm. which means... Uh, the buck starts uh, stops with me, so I I legitimately own this company along mm -hmm. with with my two partners. But it's this extreme ownership, Jocko willing that I think of self awareness. You have to make the decision that I'm willing to start at the first point of accepting responsibility mm -hmm. to do the hard work yeah. of flipping the mirror on myself and saying. I may love what I see. I may not like what I see. And the reality, it's probably on a prism, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. on a spectrum of, of doing that hard work of the self-awareness because to your point, one of the, one of the, uh, the side effects that's actually been insightful of COVID with all these Zoom meetings mm -hmm. is they're recorded a lot. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you go back and you watch them and you go, man, I didn't understand that was my vocabulary. I didn't mm -hmm. understand how I came off. And one of the things that has been helpful for me, thinking through whether it's uh, me as the owner of a company, mm -hmm. whether it's me as a, an investor or an advisor for our clients or a father or a husband or mm -hmm. a friend or a parent is asking the questions, what's the energy I want to bring to that room or the relationship? Mm -hmm. And what's the way that I want to make the other person feel? Yeah. And I can't accomplish those things if I don't have self-awareness exactly. of how I'm coming off. And so I think that reverts back to your previous conversations, clarity. Yep. Like, who do I actually want to become? Mm -hmm. who, who do I want to be? How do I want other people not to perceive me so that I can have some facade mm -hmm. uh, or to attain approval, but to genuinely have healthy relationships how do I do that? You know, and so it's it's super helpful to hear that. And one last thing I want to park on is: can you talk about? I want to. Yeah, I want. It's okay if you get a little nerdy here, <laughs> but like, legitimately, is our voice really that powerful? Like, is there something happening in the brain that these affirmations, these verbal conversations? that we should be having with ourselves. I mean, you see a lot of that stuff is waking up and it's, it's a cool Instagram post mm -hmm. when you see dad doing it with little daughter mm -hmm. who stands up on the mirror and says like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am, mm -hmm. I'm valued. Like, does it like, what's the science behind that? Yeah. I mean, great question. I mean, words have tremendous impact. We, um, <laughs> we equate a lot of who we are with words that were said to us as, as children. Um, um, you know, when it's your voice that's speaking, I believe that it's very powerful because you're 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 talking about integrated systems when you're when you're speaking of something like the limbic system, um, which is in, important when it comes to understanding behavior. Uh, you know, your your frontal lobe, your amygdala, you know, um, your temporal lobe, all these areas that are um, uh, structures whereby we are. Not only is it 
giving us awareness to the outside world, but also within ourselves as well. Uh, when you start looking at, uh, for instance, you know, performance or how people are right now, there, you know, as opposed to, um, well, let me back up. I'll say it like this: when you look at an individual and you see their performance, you see how they live. It's like seeing an apple or a fruit on a tree, hmm. right? And when you see an apple or a, fr- a piece of fruit hanging on a tree, that is not telling the full story. Right. The full story is the, the root system. Right. Right? So what is the root system? The root system can be things like beliefs. It can be things like um, memories, reactions, actions. Um, uh, it can be, you know... Uh, words, uh, it can be memories. Um, these things all feed into the trunk of that tree, right? Um, but the, the thing about it, Eric, is that there's even a root system beneath that, hmm. right? There's a, a, a root system even beneath that. Um, modeling, right? What are the things that we saw modeled for us as kids? How did our grandparents, our uncles, our aunts, our mothers, our fathers, how did they respond to certain things, right? Um, Verbal programming is another one. We're talking about words, right? That's a big one, man. Verbal programming, right? What did my mom always say hmm. about this situation? What did my dad or my grandpa or my uncles, what did they always say, right, about this type of situation? And so when you start looking in another, another area is like critical life events, right? What thing happened in my life that change the trajectory of who I was to become. When you start looking at those three things, those three things feed the main root system, which is, you know, your actions or your reactions, um, your beliefs, your political stances, um, what your, your social values, your morals, and then we finally get to that apple on the tree, right? Yeah. And so you ask me about the science behind um, all of this, and I would say that we could break it down even further to those things that we believe we ultimately end up saying them. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So those things that we believe, you know, as kids, as juveniles, as young adults, as as adults, we end up saying them. And so if you want to change that, not only do we have to go back into the root system, but we have to dig even deeper than that, and you'll find those three areas, the verbal programming, the critical life events, and the modeling that we saw as kids, as, as, as youth, right? And so, I mean, I know that that's pretty deep, <laughs> you no, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's one of those things whereby your words are very powerful, and they are, um, uh, they are attached to many memories. Uh, and if we can get that right, or if we can go back and you know rewire and change and challenge some of those ideas and see if they're actually helping us, man, it is going to set the stage for higher levels of performance and self-awareness. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, hearing that fruit analogy, that's really the uh, the current frame that we have. And I think tw- two things that I have huge takeaways from is it's doing the hard work of the self-awareness. Uh, it's also, I think, very important for us is is in relationships of also understanding everybody else's lens Mm -hmm. and their framing is a result of a lot of that stuff. So a world of understanding and of grace, Mm -hmm. right? A world of, of before we be, we judge or we, um, we attack, 
maybe do the perception work of, you know, why, why is their frame look that way? Yes. Why does their lens look that way? And you know what? I maybe not the way I'm acting, the fruit that's out there, mm -hmm. I'm still responsible for it. I'm yeah. always responsible for my actions mm -hmm. and my choices, but there's some inner work that needs to be done. And so super challenging, I think, as a father right now, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this is really what I'm talking about with, with one of my coaches is, hey, there was something modeled in, mm -hmm. in your younger life that made you just realize like, Hey, you guys, you you don't you don't really deal with emotion. Mm -hmm. You just put it to the back burner, yeah. you pull up your bootstraps, and we move forward. We get stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want my daughter to just get stuff done. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I, so I think that that was a prime example. And so for the listeners, uh, I'm excited to announce, as always, Josiah's included some incredible resources that you can start this work today. If you head over to athleteceo.com, completely free. Um, just some resources that Josiah really thinks that everybody should have in their hands to be able to do the hard work to start to talk about what reframing is and self-awareness. And so uh, we love uh, having these conversations. We'd also love to hear from you. If there's something you would love uh, for us to cover, let us know. And until next time, stay humble, stay hungry, and always be a pro. 